0: Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com.
1: Hi, I'm Jules von Hepp. Hello, I'm
2: Sarah Powell.
1: And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence.
2: Because we all wobble.
1: On this week's episode of Wobble, we are joined by... YouTuber M Ford, who is the creator of uh, channel My Pale Skin. Now, M has battled a majority of her adult life with acne. Sarah and I have really listened to DMs and comments that have come through about acne, and we really wanted to show you the two sides to this prong. What M says in the interview, there are so many beautiful snippets about her and her journey and how she had to deal with really negative comments about her skin which we might not get day to day on walking down the street but in a digital world it's full on and how she's dealt with that and how she has kind of come out the other side
2: hi
1: (laughs) welcome Welcome thank you so
3: much for having me it's nice to leave the house
2: (laughs) i hear you
1: yes (laughs) i actually can't wait to get back home to be perfectly honest (laughs) i miss my house i'm never there um (laughs) I feel like you've had such an amazing journey. We were just chatting then before you came on at like how you've lived in London for 10 years and you moved originally from Wales, which big up to Wa- Wales. I, I love
2: Wales. <laughs> Jules loves Wales.
1: Literally love it. <laughs> um, how, give us a quick overview of your journey.
3: It's been like a roller coaster in the past couple of years. But I think what people don't realise is that I've kind of been slogging my guts out in the production world for the past 10 years. And, you know, i t- well and Truly started at the bottom of the production industry, and I was a runner for two and a half years. And that was, like, the hardest, I want to say, like, two of the hardest years of my life. Right. And to me, like, the job as a runner was like, oh, my God, yes, I get to have a lunch break. I get to sit down. I get to not have to kick out drunk people at midnight on, like, a Friday night. Sorry about that. <laughs> I like started at the bottom and very slowly kind of worked my way up. And when you say
1: work your way up, where are you now?
3: Well, this is the kind of crazy thing is that, um, you know, I went from working as a production manager and a producer doing independent content and um, branded content and making actual films. And um, YouTube and beauty in this kind of world kind of happened by accident. And I didn't intend to... You know, I didn't set out like, oh, I want to have a YouTube channel with a million subscribers. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't really know any girls. I didn't really have any girlfriends. All of my friends were like camera guys or sound guys or just like burly crew. And um, I didn't know anything about makeup except that mine was really, really bad. And my clothes still were the same kind of clothes as when I was 14 and skateboarded and listened to Avril Levine. And um, I knew that I kind of wanted to improve Things I just started going through Pinterest and eBay like, buy like, ending soon as 99 pence winner. Best tip yeah. for, yeah. for your clothes. That's how my you started clothes. changing oh wardrobe. Oh my God, Absolutely. Like, because I had no money. Because I was like working as like I, can't, I think maybe I was like an office coordinator or something at that point. But I had like zero money, and um, I knew that I wanted to change my outfit. So I'd start pinning things on Pinterest, and then if I saw a pattern, say I'd pin it like four or five times. Then I'd go to eBay and go through like the pages and try and find the exact same outfit, but. Limited the price to no more than three pounds. Wow. And go through like, ending soonest. And then I started doing the same thing with makeup when my wardrobe started filling up. It's like, right, I'm gonna learn how to do makeup now. <laughs> and, and
1: how did you learn?
3: I started pinning pictures of Pinterest found forums of real women who would post their makeup. And I kind of looked and again, I had no money. So I would go to like the one drugstore on the way home from work and have like my little printout list of everything that I needed to get, like one green eyeshadow, one mid-tone or one brown. I didn't know the difference between brown eyeshadows at that point. And I would, you know, get my product, go home, try and practice that makeup look And I would do it every single night until I nailed that particular eyeshadow look or that particular makeup look.
1: 'Cause at the time yeah. when you were doing this, were you still working in the production company yeah. like and in, in a male dominated world? Absolutely. So that's that I think that's quite brave of you to say, actually, I need to learn this and I want to teach these skills to myself.
3: Yeah, it was it was one of those kind of catch twenty two things because you spend so many years trying to be taken seriously in a male dominated industry when you're the youngest person there. And I felt this from when I was, you know, in my early twenties and I had I think I was maybe twenty, twenty one when I had four people working under me in a film crew and I was producer and trying to get the the respect from some of those people who are twice your age isn't necessarily an easy thing to do and people were gunning for me quite a lot of the time because I was half their age and I was you know this young blonde girl who doesn't know anything because she's only like 20 21 what does she know um we ended up with 25 awards for that film so I kind of proved them wrong I guess on yeah. that
2: one because people will be listening who are in a really similar position to mm. that they'll be somewhere that they're working that for whatever reason they're just being undermined and they've got to constantly prove themselves and what's your sort of advice is it to just stick to your guns or is it to sort of somehow mobilise that conversation
3: I wish that I could give you a really snappy soundbite yeah. and <laughs> say like that but as brutal as it sounds, it's never gonna end. Not that I can see right now, and even to the point where, you know, the, the, the biggest real world example I can give you, how when people look at, say, my YouTube kind of career or how short I've been doing it, and, you know, it kind of grew so fast and then it exploded after I released my film. What people don't realize is a week and a half after making that film I got made redundant from the agency that I was working at let's
2: talk about the film let's talk about the film because fair to say that that was a turning point for you you when you released the film and just for those who haven't seen it or for those who don't know it just explain what it is and why you wanted to do it
3: so, in 2015, I created a short film called You Look Disgusting, and oh, it was kind of my way of explaining what I was going through and what I had been going through over the previous few months, because I developed adult acne out of nowhere, and I didn't know how to deal with it, and I didn't know what I was supposed to do, and it kind of really bothered me for a while, you know? I'd stopped posting things online, and... I didn't wanna go out and I canceled loads of plans because I didn't really know how to deal with it. And um, after a couple of months, I realized how blooming stupid I was being and how common it was. And I kind of did what was its so stupid to say it was unthinkable back then, but I started posting pictures of myself without makeup on my Instagram page because I'd already had my blog at that point. I already had my, my YouTube channel. Yes, I'd only been posting on it for maybe two, three months or something, mm. but um, I already had those platforms and it made me stop posting for a while. When I made my first video about acne, I think I had maybe about a 1,000 subscribers. I created You Look Disgusting in July of 2015, the 1st of July 2015. I posted that film, and by the end of July, I was on over 300,000 subscribers.
1: Wow, yeah. And what what made you want to create that film?
3: It was a case of, what do you say to 10,000 people on a daily basis who are leaving you negative comments for how you look? Because that was the average kind of number, of comments that could appear under any of my pictures on instagram
1: See, that just blows my mind that somebody (laughs) would leave a negative comment guessingly about your skin
3: absolutely you know
1: because acne is you don't nobody chooses to have it that is a genetic or hormonal or diet like there's some there's a reason that trigger acne and we have a lot of listeners who talk about that acne just to put this into context you would post a picture and then people you would presumably hashtag uh, certain hashtags for people to find that
3: just purely on a basis of makeup there was no skin positivity back in 2015 it didn't exist so you were
1: hashtagging like makeup look makeup yeah, blogger and absolutely. people were people were commenting
3: absolutely about your acne yeah now i always would estimate that any given picture that i would post on instagram back in 2015 there would be 70 to 80 percent negative (gasps) to positive comments i mean
2: how how do you deal with that em how do you do that when you open up your phone and you see those comments and they're vile i mean some of them were really really horrible how do you cope with it
3: at the beginning you cry yeah. quite a lot <laughs> you know yeah. you do because yeah. that's human nature you do and um, it gets you down quite a lot and I would be lying if I said that I wasn't bothered by those and I wasn't affected by those because I was Yeah. and anybody who's subjected to those kind of comments on a daily basis would be and it doesn't matter if you agree with that person's views or not we're all human at the end of the day and it's just a case of moving forward and trying to where it doesn't get to you so much much you are in an impossible situation because you can't just say to to people oh don't say those things it's not very nice because it's the internet it doesn't work and I'm a realist um you know and it's not just a case of oh they're just jealous No, no 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 they are not jealous of my acne you know they are not jealous of how I look I always used to describe the type of comments in say three or four different ways um people who tag their friends leave an emoji or whatever and then you've got people who would leave the kind of autonomous responses which is like an ew gross which is like a really short kind of like one word and they've sent it before they even realize what they've sent yeah a lot of the time then you have the ones who are just all out to to get you yeah and those are the ones really will linger and let you kind of find sticking in in your mind. And for me, it was a case of, you know, like I said, what do you say to thousands of people on a daily basis who are giving you a hard time? Yeah, I didn't say anything. I didn't say a single word in my film. You read them
2: on screen in the same way that you would read them online, presumably. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I mean, so
2: this is a big turning point for you. You've put the film out, Mm. you've had this enormous reaction, your followers have shot up, the views have shot up. I lose my job. (laughs) You lost your job. Um, You must have started getting a different kind of reaction then at that point. So presumably that's when people started reaching out and going, I feel like this, or this has happened to me. So let's talk about that side of things.
3: For the longest time, I walked around with 30,000 unread emails on my phone. I'm a bit stressed. That makes me a bit stressed. I understand. It was pretty intense. Yes. And it was just insane. I think every single major beauty brand like makeup and skincare or lifestyle was in my inbox at that point in time. And in one mind, you're like, oh my God, this is like crazy. This is amazing. And then on the other hand, you're like, they just want to be the one to fix my face. Wow. You know, because the emails were not about you. It was like, would you like to come to our clinic and try our laser skin? Would you like to try this? Would you like to come and have a peel? Would you like to try this? And it wasn't you as a person. It was how, you know. It was a solution. Everybody wanted to fix you. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? You you were the one to be fixed. Yes. Um, And then you had other people in your inbox who could relate had been through the same thing. And we're talking anything from like 60-year-old men to like eight year old girls um there were so many so many stories and just it was just so overwhelming and so crazy how did you
1: manage it um (laughs) (laughs) still don't know Um, (laughs) yeah i
0: don't really know quality sleep is essential for boosting energy recovery and well-being so take your sleep to the next level with sleep number
4: For full, important safety information, visit juvederm.com.
2: In terms of your acne, because you, like you said, how was your skin growing up and and sort of being a teenager and stuff? Flawless. Really? (laughs) Flawless. Wow, okay. I'm like,
1: and at what age did you start to develop adult acne? I'm
3: going to say 23, 24.
2: And you it know. just came out of nowhere? Wow.
3: Out of nowhere. Like, obviously as a teenager, you get the odd pimple here or there. Um, but no, pretty much plump, flawless, kind of like juicy skin. You know, yeah. it was just that kind of good skin. I never really had any issues. Like, I've got a scar on my face and that's about it.
1: And yeah. when you developed acne, you spoke before about coming from nowhere and then you having to deal with it. Is there any behavior that you maybe look back on that you maybe did because of your acne that you think, God, what were you doing? Oh,
3: God. There's one that will always be stuck in my mind. <laughs> it's like, it makes me laugh and it makes me cringe. And yeah. It makes me think, you absolute idiot. I think this was like before you look disgusting you know when I started opening up about my acne and things not being quite right and there was a Harley Street clinic that invited me down to like have a consultation and try some of the products and I thought okay yeah maybe maybe I will maybe I will let's try and get it sorted I had a talk and or they talked at me about how cleansed tone, moisturizer is so outdated and that doesn't work anymore for your skin, all of this kind of stuff and just wrote me up like this new 10 step regimen that I should follow and all of these fancy products that I needed to try. And, um, you know, I used it for a couple of days, and then I was like, No, 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 something doesn't feel right here. And I swear my face was like turning to snake skin, <gasps> and it just felt so wrong, and it was so tight and really sore. And I didn't really know that much about skincare, really, what I was doing at the time. Yeah. You know? But you would trust and them, I yeah. would trust yeah, them, they're yeah. the expert, yeah. Absolutely. And I worked out that my new skincare program that I was supposed to follow was essentially the equivalent of exfoliating seven times a day. <gasps> and that's oh chemical gosh. exfoliators as well as physical exfoliators. Like we're talking like chemical exfoliation in the morning and the evening and physical and no moisturiser oh, allowed. That's harsh.
1: That's full on. Like,
3: Isn't it? Yeah. It was bad. It was raw. It was like painful. And I think I just remember emailing and being like hey, I don't feel like this is right. And they're like, send me a picture of your skin. And I'm like, can I just put a moisturiser on? Like something? Yeah. And I just remember going, no, I, c- I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this. And yeah. just lathering my entire face and about an inch of moisturiser from the drugstore the <laughs> next day. Yeah, nice. Good. Good. yeah, oh, very, very good. Exciting. I can't even imagine how much
2: information there must be out there that'll say it'll fix your skin or this is the thing that you you've been missing. I just can't even.
1: Because I I have read, um, and I'm sure you've read a lot of comments about people who um, or DMs from people who have issues with their acne. Like I remember one that stands out for me was somebody who couldn't leave the house during exam season because their acne was so bad and they didn't dare even go to their exam. What advice do you have for people who are suffering with adult acne and who maybe are feeling very self-conscious? There is no, I know there's no route A to B routine of like getting over the these hang-ups but as somebody who i'm sat across i just think you're very confident you've got you've got shit together basically oh, i wouldn't go
3: that far <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't go that far but
1: but you come across as someone who has dealt with this situation you know what advice would you have to give
3: do you know what it's never gonna be easy and i think that's the first thing to say is that if you are looking for that one kind of fix or miracle product in a fancy box that is going to solve every issue you have in life you're going to have a bad time because it doesn't happen that way and it won't happen that way and sure you can find the perfect products and sure you know you can have the right people around you but everything is a step-by-step process and it's not a case of just waking up in the morning and thinking yes I'm going to be super confident today and nothing thing is going to bother me ever again because that's not realistic and that's not really how it might work for some people but it doesn't always work and it didn't work for me and for me it was just a case of trying every day to find something that I did like because you know this is something that I've spent the past year um, working really hard on with a lot of experts and we're talking everything from um, scientists to dermatologists to reaching out to the community and spending time time with other women who've been through this same thing and hearing their stories and everybody kind of comes down with the same thing and everybody always has the same thing that we just want to belong and we just want to feel accepted as part of like the process to feeling like you are accepted you have to accept yourself it's um I say this because I've literally just spent most of yesterday with a brain scientist talking about this kind of stuff and when people say oh just don't concentrate on that you know don't pay attention to the acne just focus on say you like your eyes just focus on that bit you literally can't ignore the things you don't like about yourself that is like a neurological fact that you can't just ignore those breakouts if they're bothering you The only thing you can do is start to like the other things a little bit more and to start to focus more on the things that you do like about your face in order to find the negatives then aren't kind of taking up as much weight and as much space in your mind. So it's a step-by-step process and every time you look in the mirror, if you find yourself automatically going to the things that you don't like, then maybe write in lipstick on your mirror or have a notepad on your mirror and find something new that day that you think you have got going for you. And maybe you've got like, maybe your hair didn't stick up in the morning, you know, (laughs) that day. Or maybe you just think, oh, you know, my eyes are sparkly today or something like that. Just start writing a list every single day. Add one thing to the list of things that you do like. And eventually, by the time you fill that notebook or by the time you've done it for a month, if you go back to like the first page of maybe the thing that you don't like, is that gonna have the same effect? Is that gonna have the same feeling? How much will that little tiny bit of positivity make every day over a space of a month? If you try and do that over three months, could happen
2: it's so transformative because I think what's really interesting is what you said about we're all changing every day Yeah. Uh, everybody you know it's very easy to go oh well that's my thing now that's what I like but like you said one day your hair feels nice or one day actually your skin does look a bit clearer or your eyes are a bit sparklier and it changes all the time doesn't it but I love what you said about acceptance that actually if you've Mm. got breakouts or you've oh whatever it is everybody's got their thing haven't they that they're just you know for me quite often it's my weight that I always come back to And it's it is it's got to start with that acceptance of this is the situation. You know, I have I'm I'm carrying a bit more weight, or I'm having a breakout, or whatever it is to get to to get to grips with that first makes everything else easier. I think it's
1: also I love the fact that you're talking about focus on the positive. Like I always say this to my clients and like to myself, like I like my eyes, and so I constantly say if I ever start picking something about myself, I'll just be like, you've got really nice eyes, Jules. Like just focus on those, or you've got a good full brow. Yes. Focus on that, that's good. And I like the idea of like leaving, because you can get notepads that stick on the mirror. I like the idea of leaving one on the mirror and just writing little like notes to yourself every day because you can't teach body confidence and confidence about yourself overnight. It's something that is repetitive, positive affirmation to yourself. And that's something that we've definitely learned on this journey in Wobble
2: yeah absolutely um, let's talk about you now you still have breakouts and you still have the acne that's
3: yeah you that's, know it's a journey yeah it comes and goes and it's one of those things that people just think that oh it's just a teenage thing no no no. 40 percent of women will have acne at some point in their life and what a lot of people don't realize is who has never had one pimple yeah i know that i i can't think of a single person i've ever met ever, that has never had one pimple. Skin-wise, one pimple is acne. So that's the thing. Yeah, when I would never have
0: so thought de- that. Yeah, yeah I, guess, I didn't like, know that.
1: And acne is just a name for that type exactly. of skin condition. It's not even a, a thing, I'm saying with inverted commas. Like, acne is just acne, and we all have it, and it's all different variations of it.
3: Exactly, and it's just a different degree of severity. Most people couldn't name a single person who's never had a pimple, ever then why is it such a big issue? Why is it so taboo? Why do we not talk about it? Why is it this thing that's so shameful if everybody has it, it's just Crazy to me. So, one thing that I've wanted to do, and one thing that I've kind of pretty much dedicated my platforms and my work to over the past couple of years, is focusing on the positive side and thinking of that skin positivity because the more kind of accepted people are, and the more kind of standards change the more we feel better about ourselves and I think that's something that's incredibly important and that's something that I know I've been working my butt off on (laughs) over the past year on a new film when you think about how normal it is and how different people are why do we only see one thing why is beauty only considered one thing when there's so much more to it than that
1: well, I believe it's all about what's on the inside that counts anyway. Okay. That's true beauty, you can see it through the eyes and if you feel if you feel good on the inside and if you like yourself, then it shines through.
3: Absolutely. You
1: are now working with Boots on their latest campaign of not how it makes you look, it's how it makes you feel, which I'm all about. Um, Tell us a bit about that.
3: Where I think about where I started with like, you know, not knowing any girls who are into makeup and going to like the drugstore after work and like thinking, oh, right, okay, so I can afford to spend a fiver on some eyeshadows and maybe I can get like a chocolate bar as well. Oh, yeah. Always. nice. I'm glad
2: that was part of the budget. Always, I mean,
3: of course it is. I was sensible. (laughs) (laughs) To have a campaign that's not about what you look like and it's about your message and what you stand for and who you are and how you you feel i mean it's one of those kind of pinch me moments yes
1: yeah. it's very out of paradise as well actually we're all yeah. about how it makes you feel babe. yeah and um, you've
3: had those moments as well yeah, you've exactly.
2: had that absolute Definitely. moment of going i can't believe i'm doing this
1: um we always ask every guest on wobble what makes you wobble
3: oh usually it kind of depends on the week but um <laughs> that's <laughs> most... a good point it changes yeah. it changes all the time doesn't it yeah. Yeah. yeah i would say having to walk into a room of Full of other people.
1: Is that in a work know. capacity or in terms of like going to an like a social event with friends or?
3: If you're gonna ask me about electric cars production or makeup, I am your girl. I am your <laughs> kind of go to. If it's anything like anything further than how's the weather or so what's your weekend been like? I am like wobbling like a plate of jello. So
2: it's the conversation. But it's
3: really bad at new people. Yeah, so new people make me wobble
2: wow and chatting and and finding common ground and all that kind of stuff.
3: It's just that kind of moment if if you know say you're in the elevator right you've got out of the cab yeah you just held it together in the cab and it's that moment of when you're going up in the elevator and you know that the doors are going to open and there's going to be a room full of people on the other side and you've got to walk in and say you're on your own and you don't know anyone in that room.
0: No. No. That that
3: makes me like um, (laughs) that gives me just anxiety
2: (laughs) thinking about it. (laughs) My boyfriend Friend and I call it the walk up which yeah. is always the worst oh. bit like once you get in you're almost alright because you're there but the anticipation of it is sometimes the worst bit
1: but I get the walk up yeah I get that like when you would meet yeah. me and oh, think I oh Jules oh, yeah. is so social and really like is just around people all the time Sarah I remember the first time I got it we were going to an event and we got around the corner I was like I'm getting really anxious and I was like Sarah just so no you know just before I go into an event and my heart goes and yeah. I'm like I'm nervous and my boyfriend had to deal with it recently for like a fragrance event and he didn't know what to do I was like let me get my moment then we get in I'm really on edge and I start sweating a lot and then I have a drink and then I'm fine but that first bit is terrifying it's terrifying and it's like people say oh are you just excited no I'm shit scared (laughs) this is so scary but that's totally normal yeah
3: I mean like I'm better now than I was over 10 years ago it's like you know when I was 18 I used to have really 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 bad panic attacks before I'd go anywhere and that was purely down to not feeling good enough and to not feeling like I was pretty enough or maybe my face wasn't right maybe my hair wasn't right maybe I wasn't wearing the right clothes you know but now it's not so much about what I look like or anything like that it's a case of oh god I've got to go and like try and meet people and I've got to try and do this and that and um you know I'm I get quite shy around people and I'm very I'm, I'm usually fine when I'm like one-on-one or I'm in a work environment or whatever because I know what my subject is that so, oh my gosh yes Social social occasions just yeah, frighten the life out of me. Wow,
1: Wow. I think
2: yeah, loads of people will be listening going yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. So you know when you are getting ready to go to a social occasion. How do you prepare for that?
3: Well, I have learned over the years to not try anything new. Don't like follow this kind of crazy trend in fashion that maybe might be a batwing one suit that you've never tried before in your life, but you think, you know, it's all over the mannequins, so you have to wear that to feel good or to feel like you fit in. You're going to have a bad time. So I kind of have a, a safety makeup look that I go to. And I kind of have a safety outfit that I kind of go to, which no matter what kind of time of year is usually skinny jeans, biker boots, one of 10 black leather jackets that I may own, you know, and it's kind of the same outfit year long round. And when it comes to my makeup, I tend to always go for the exact same makeup look and I call that my safety makeup look. So yeah, it's usually like a wings liner and like a warm smoky eye and some nice fluffy brows, usually a neutral lip. I don't drink alcohol, but if you're drinking water and you don't have a straw, you don't want to have to be paranoid about oh my gosh, it's my red lipstick all over my chin or whatever because it happens to me sometimes yeah it does happen and um yeah just like a little bit of highlight a little bit of bronze nothing kind of groundbreaking you know it's never gonna win best oscar for best makeup but it makes me feel good and that's all that kind of matters
1: i think for me it's wearing tan like i have a wedding in two days time and there's loads of people that i'm doing a reading today when we're recording i'm white i have no tan on but i need (laughs) this is my natural color but i i know that i need to put tan on and i know what you mean about putting that makeup on because i have I can't go to an event without makeup on and there's certain products like pore minimizers, brow Mm -hmm. pencils, like bronzers and tan that I need I think like beauty in general it becomes that cloak of confidence and I think it's such a strong armor to wear and I like the fact that you say just play it safe. if you're really nervous pick out the outfit and pick your go-to look and just do your best
3: absolutely and I feel like there's this kind of taboo isn't it that you shouldn't ever repeat an outfit or anything like that it's like no 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 if you look good in that outfit like wear it every freaking day you know if that makeup look look looks good on you wear it every day why are we not allowed to wear the same outfit more than once it just drives me crazy those kind of things you feel good that's kind of all that matters it doesn't matter how much your clothes cost and it doesn't matter how much your makeup costs you know you can literally go to boots and buy like an eyeshadow for 99 pence or like 2.99 or whatever and then you can also buy something that's 29.99 it doesn't really matter because nobody's seeing the price tag when it's on your eyes it makes you feel good and you like like how you look and you like what's going on, then that's all that matters, yeah. Em,
2: it's been such a treat. Thank you so much for coming on Wobble.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: What I loved most about what she said was the idea of acceptance. We have all got things that we want to change about ourselves. We've all got things that we want to improve. We've all got things that we want to let go of, actually. And a starting point, something that we can do immediately right now, which is kind of what I'm all about. Like, what can we do right now? What's not. Tiny steps. Yeah. What's not waiting for the future self to appear? What can we do right now? And that is acceptance. And I loved as well, and I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me, that things change all. the time.
1: Yeah, I loved that too. And she was like, when we said what makes you wobble and she was like well what week yes what week yeah and actually that's a really good point it doesn't have to be all the time it can be from week to week day to day scenario to scenario yeah I mean acne is a situation that isn't going to change overnight and it is a term of acceptance but I actually took a lot from that with my body I was like yeah accept this and I I say this to my friends and my clients like accept what you've got and focus on the positive which is exactly what she said and I loved the writing on the mirror I love this daily like affirmation it doesn't have to be as full on as writing in a pad or lipstick on the mirror. I thought that was rather dramatic. I liked it. (laughs) Um, A lot of cleaning. Um, But I like the fact that you can write it in your notepad on your phone or just kind of repeat it to yourself these positive happy affirmations about the things that you like and don't repeat the negative affirmations because no. she could have taken the route of I really hate my skin I yes. hate my skin and I'm yeah. gonna that awful story of Harley Street and wanting to like the products that were burning her face mm. or she can just focus on the things that she does like
2: absolutely and
1: um, I think that's very commendable
2: yes we love you for listening to Wobble we love doing Wobble so thank you thank you so much for being here with us um, you can like subscribe share tell people about it you know if you know people who've got acne or they've got skin problems or something like that this the, there might be something that Inem says and they can go and see her YouTube and everything that might really help
1: and also there's a whole pool of Wobble episodes you know really and listen we say this a lot listen three or four times to a Wobble episode because yeah. I and mean, I know I have there are certain episodes of Wobble even though I'm in them yes. I've listened three or four times because they help me and think you forget things we don't yeah. can't remember everything so We hope that this is helping you as much as it's helping us.
2: Yes. And we will see you soon for another brilliant guest on Wobble.
4: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.